Hello and welcome to this edition of Community Connections. I'm your host, Chuck Curlin. Today, we are connecting with the American Red Cross of Eastern Pennsylvania. And with us from the American Red Cross is Sophie Cluthy. She is a Regional Communication Manager and Monica Wilds, who is the Senior Volunteer Recruitment Specialist. Yes. Welcome to the program, ladies. Thank you Thank so much you for so having much. us. That's great. So, Monica, I guess I'll go with you first, since you are the senior person here from <laughs> Red Cross State. How did yes. you get involved and what are your responsibilities? So I became involved with the American Red Cross back in January 2018, um, just because of the reputation of the Red Cross, you know, already knew about the Red Cross, was very interested in working with volunteers still. So a position became available and I signed up and by all the good graces, I, I, I received a position. So right now what I do at the American Red Cross for Eastern PA, more specifically in our area, local area, Philadelphia, greater Philadelphia region, is I recruit and manage volunteers um, that assist in our many, many different opportunities that we have available throughout the region, not just locally. Um, so from virtual positions to, you know, working through our five um, different areas, I assist with those um, volunteers and recruiting them and making sure that we have some wonderful people that are ready to do some great work. Now, I'm sure the two of you work hand in hand. Yes. So, Sophie, what are your responsibilities and how do you do work together? Sure. I work for our communications department. I'm the communications manager for the greater Philadelphia area, Philadelphia, Montgomery and Delaware counties. And we just have so much going on at the Red Cross. Our mission is incredible. So every day I get to support, you know, our different uh, divisions with social media, just promoting our events that we have. We have a lot of fundraising opportunities, a lot of volunteer opportunities, ways for people to get involved. And we also, you know, have good messages for the public, whether that's training, you know, get, take a class, get trained. Here are the ways you can volunteer. Here are ways that you can keep your family and your home safe from fires or other natural disasters, just in charge of helping to get those messages out. And of course, connecting with the media as well. Well, I'm sure now with social media, it's a big key and you're heavily involved with that. So that was going to be one of the questions I had. Uh, you must see it have seen a lot of change in the American Red Cross because of the social media platform. Social media is just such a great way for us to get our story out. I mean, if you are on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook at Red Cross Philly or Red Cross Eastern PA, there are two great ways to follow us. And that is where, you know, we'll tell you a lot, a lot of our events, our, you know, volunteer recruitment opportunities, our events where you can sign up if you want to just volunteer for a day, or if you want to come and volunteer year round, because volunteers are really the backbone of the American Red Cross. And the great thing about social media is that we actually are able to share what we're doing to the public and to those that are following us. So they actually get to see the visual. You know, before it would be, oh, we did. And it was by word of mouth. Now they actually see the pictures, they see the videos, they can connect one-on-one -on -one with us, especially with Sophie and myself as we go online once a week yeah. and share information and do kind of like a show. We call it our own little show. Is that, so, on, is that the one that's on Facebook? Yes. Facebook Live uh, every yes. Tuesday at one. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, so you must have a lot of fun doing that. So this is old hat for you right now, right? <laughs> it's good, we're good, but good practice leading up. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, it feels like natural. It feels really natural. <laughs> Being a volunteer recruiter, 
obviously you're dealing with a lot of people that might have interest. What's like, what's the hook that you usually try to draw people in and say, hey, this is something that might benefit you? It's really their willingness to serve. So individuals are already, they have a desire to give back. They have a desire to serve. And it's just connecting with that desire to serve. So in sharing what we have available, what we have to offer, and also giving detailed information about that, um, where they're not just reading about it, but they're hearing about it as well. And then just times where we may have volunteers that actually share their own story and their firsthand account of what they do and how they do it, it just gives a different feel. So mm-hmm. it it really gets more individuals that are already willing to serve. It, it piques their interest a little bit more so that they're saying, okay, what do I do to get on board with the American Red Cross? How can I help? In what ways? Because there's always this misconception sometimes, and we don't know what we don't know, right? right? So some people feel like, well, I don't have a lot of time to give but they don't need a lot of time to give in certain areas that we have available. So it's just having a conversation. Um, and once we have the conversation, whether it's by way of the Sophie, you know, and Monica I'm show, sure. <laughs> or just by way of information that we share online through social media platforms, um, they get to know a little bit more, you know, yes, I can volunteer virtually with the American Red Cross. Yes, I can do this and only serve maybe five hours a month because that's all I have to give, but I can give it and I want to. And it connects us. And there's you know, no greater joy that, than working for or volunteering for an organization that has such an incredible mission of mm-hmm. helping others. And that's really yes. how the American Red Cross got its start actually during the American Civil War. Uh, a woman named Clara Barton actually risked her life to go and bring support and supplies to soldiers on the battlefield. She officially founded the American Red Cross in 1881 at the age of 59 and led it for the next 23 years. In 1900, we got our first congressional charter, which means the federal government tasked us with providing support to the armed forces and their families Mm -hmm. and disaster relief to people in the U.S. and all around the world. And that's something that we carry out today. Yeah. How about the flag? The flag's so iconic, too. You know, you know, when you see the the symbol, you know exactly what it means. And I guess that you have a a lot of pride. Of course. Carrying that flag. Hopefully, you know, when people see that logo, that American Red Cross logo, whether, you know, there's a vehicle that's showed up at the scene of a fire, if your Mm -hmm. house is, you know, been set on fire or you've lost your home for some reason and someone shows up in that American Red Cross vehicle or gives you a, a blanket with the American Red Cross on it, hopefully that, you know, symbolizes the hope and the that knowing that we're going to be there to help, you know, with those immediate needs and whether that's, you know, you're going to get your blood drawn or make a blood donation, Mm -hmm. you know that you're doing good with that. If you're volunteering with us, you know that you're doing good. And, you know, one of these many areas that we have to volunteer with disaster preparedness, service to the armed forces, so many different areas in which we work Mm -hmm. and which we have staff and volunteers. So back to what Monica was saying, you know, you are helping people, whether you are a volunteer for you know, blood services or disaster relief or uh, the communications department, financial <laughs> development, whatever your skills are, mm-hmm. we really have a place for everyone at the American Red Cross. That, that yes. was my next question. When you're recruiting for volunteers, is there one specific uh, area that people seem to migrate towards? Well, there is because there's a limited knowledge of what we do. 
Okay. One of the things that my team and I actually do in our tasks is we actually go out in the community and educate them on who we are as the American Red Cross, what exactly it is that we do. So a lot of people don't know that we have services to the armed forces and that we support our military families. A lot of people don't know that we actually have things beyond just blood services where we donate blood or have individuals donate blood. We actually have to transport that blood as well which is huge. Right. If we have individuals that are so willing to give of themselves literally, you know, to donate blood to help save a life, we want to make sure that we get that over to the, the hospitals in in a, a timely manner that we're making sure that um you know, we're taking care of it as well. Volunteers do that. You know, as Sophie stated, you know, 90% of our workforce is, is volunteer based. So, um, you know, just educating individuals when they learn that there's other things that they can do, when they learn that we need, you know, individuals to work on case management for us, when we they learn that we need nursing professionals and doctors and um, human resources professionals to volunteer with us. They're like, oh, okay, I can do that. I have experience in that. And so just having that different conversation and actually letting them know, yes, we need your area expertise. There's a place for you. Grant writers, there's a place for you. You know, that changes the entire dynamic from, oh, well, I just want to help out with disasters. Mm -hmm. And they think that, you know, it's just going to where there's a, a disaster internationally. We have disasters right in our backyard. I guess, Sophia, I will go to you first. Um, we talked a little bit about um, how the foundation was formed with the American Red Cross in our first segment, but there are like five pillars of service. Can you expand upon that? Right. I think when people think about the Red Cross, maybe they think about blood or you know disasters. And those are two of our lines of service. Obviously, helping people recovering from disasters. People might think hurricanes or tornadoes or earthquakes, uh, which we do help with. But the most common disaster is actually a, a house fire. About seven people die every day in this country because of home fires in the Philadelphia area. We have a lot of home fires, you know, old homes, homes that are close together. So people are definitely impacted by those daily. Um, we have teams that go out to those scenes every single day, teams of volunteers that go to provide comfort, emotional support, make sure they have a place to stay for the night. Um, our second line of service, a service to the armed forces, mm -hmm. which is something that we've been doing um, since the early days. Red Cross was formed on the mm -hmm. battlefield right. in the you know American uh, Civil War. Uh, so we make sure that our military members and their families are taken care of. Um, blood. Blood, biomedical, that is a big thing that we do. People go to donate blood. Uh, the American Red Cross actually supplies about 40% or maybe even more of the country's blood and um, blood, blood products. So having people go to donate blood is definitely something important. It actually started during the Second World War when the military asked mm -hmm. us to start collecting blood for them. And uh, we shipped millions of pints of blood over to you know soldiers in need and that kind of morphed into what we have today which is the civilian blood program wow. we also have a uh, health and safety training we want everybody to be uh, trained in first aid cpr we've had uh, first aid training for a long time but now those programs include things like aed training cpr training so if you know you are trained in those things everybody you come in contact is more safe because of it because you never know when somebody's going to have a heart attack or you know, have a, go into anaphylactic shock. And by being trained, 
you're gonna know how to handle that situation. And we have classes all over, all over the country. You can go to redcross.org and put in your zip code and take a class near you. We oh, have nice. a bunch of great classes. And then we also have our international services uh, where we work obviously with people all over the world. And a big one with that is reconnecting family links. You know, people who may have been separated by war uh, or something like that, we help to reconnect those families. That is pretty cool. Yeah, I never knew all that. The first thing that always came to mind with me was disaster relief and blood. Yes. They were the two things <laughs> that I always thought of was related to the American Red Cross. And it's all ongoing. You know, there's a constant need for blood. Actually, every two seconds, someone in this country needs blood. Right now, uh, during you know the springtime, we're having a severe shortage of type O blood. Type O, o negative is the universal, you know? So yes. if someone has a traumatic a car crash and they come into the hospital, they don't have time to see, oh, okay, well, what, what right. blood type does this person have? They just grab that type O negative blood right off the shelves. And it is that blood that's already on the shelves that could help save that person's life. A traumatic car accident, someone could need up to 100 units of blood and that's just one person. So if, if you donate, you know, you might be donating to that car crash victim. You might be donating to, you know, a child with cancer, someone who has a blood disorder, someone who is, you know, about to undergo surgery. So you're really saving a lot of lives when you donate blood. There is an app. Right. <laughs> we have a yes. blood app. We have a lot of apps. Oh, wow. There's one for blood. <laughs> you can make your appointment on there, fill out all the application information beforehand. It's called Rapid Pass. So when you get there, you're ready to go and you can have a quick experience. And the great thing that I love about our organization, we have a major blood donation site on 7th and Spring Garden in Philadelphia. And at that site, there's often you know, events where we have trainings and different information. And just recently we had a blood donor appreciation day where we appreciated all the blood donors that came in. And, you know, there was a physician there and he shared information about a particular blood product. So it's not just the blood types, mm -hmm. but it's also the blood products that we share. So when people donate, we may, you know, receive plasma, we may receive, you know, different types or different products from the blood. That's just as essential and important as the blood itself. And one of those things actually included um, a particular product that had to get to a patient within minutes. Oh. And um, it was very interesting. They actually take it directly from current donors, mm -hmm. um, from the current database, and they invite them to actually participate in donating this one particular blood product. And as soon as they donate it, it goes straight to the hospitals mm -hmm. and it's in high demand. Um, so just to segue from where you're mm -hmm. going right into volunteering, you know, with the different lines of services, um, blood, our blood services side, we have transportation specialists where individuals will go to that 7th and Spring Garden location or other locations, pick up a vehicle or drive their own vehicle and transport the blood either to our location or to area hospitals. And um, they really love doing it. It's only eight hours a month that they donate at minimum. They can do way more if they would like. We would love if they, we would love if you wanna do more than eight hours a month. <laughs> Cause we desperately need you. Um, when we fall into a shortage of drivers, when we fall into a shortage of those volunteers, we have to pull from other resources, um, which we desperately do not want to do. Um, we want to be able to best utilize, you know, not just our donor dollars, but also um, our volunteers and getting the blood products to where they need to be. In addition to that, if anyone has ever donated blood, mm -hmm. 
we have the individuals that greet the donors. So the greeters are actually volunteers as well, our blood donor ambassadors. And they're just that. There's those individuals that give a smile, you know, take your information, make you feel comfortable and make sure that you have some nourishment before you leave our facility. You don't feel <laughs> Where, passing out. Right. You don't go passing out. Your <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> wherever that may be. So whether you're coming onto our site or if there's a blood drive somewhere else, like at a local school or a business, et cetera, our blood donor ambassadors are there. And then we go on to where you're talking about disaster and the different areas and disaster that we need volunteers. We have several needs. And this is also a very important area because um, let's say those individuals that are responding to fires, um, they have immediate needs. Most people, when they think of someone that just had a home fire, they say, oh my goodness, they lost their possessions. They lost their, you know, everything. But one of those critical things that they may have lost is, you know, their medical equipment, their prescriptions. Uh those essentials. So we have a medical professional team that are volunteers that actually assist us with helping that family, you know, getting those those dire medical needs met immediately or as soon as possible. Um, things that we aren't equipped to do where you have to have a professional license um, or some type of professional professional background and um, or medical experience in order to do. So we need medical professionals, you know, in the disaster area. We need individuals that are part of our spiritual care team. When people have a loss, you know, they need emotional support. So we have individuals that are, you know, licensed um, as well as experienced in spiritual care to assist us in that area. So disaster is a little bit more than just responding. We need responders. We need responders. We need responders. <laughs> but right. but um, we have areas of, of specific interest that we also have a need for as well that people really don't think about or don't know about, but um, it's just as important as well. And if you do want to give blood, there is a great way to do that. Just head to redcross.org forward slash apps. And the Red Cross has so many apps. You see, there's an app for that. We have an app for that for everything. <laughs> yes. One of them is the blood donor app. You can download that, get it on your phone. And that way you can sign up for appointments. We have something called Rapid Pass where you can fill out all the information ahead of time. So you don't have to sit there and do it. And it's also really cool because it tells you if you make your appointment on the app, after you give, it tells you where your blood goes and how many people you've helped. So ah. that's a really cool thing too. And we also have all kinds of other apps for disaster relief, mm -hmm. uh, volunteer connection to sign up for beat for being a volunteer, mm -hmm. uh, safety apps, pet first aid apps. So everything at redcross.org forward slash apps. You may be thinking something, um, you're part of the Eastern PA group. Is there anything specific that you have here in Eastern Pennsylvania? that no one else has in the country? We have a lot of really fantastic events um, starting in March where we have our annual Red Cross Black Tie Fundraiser Gala. Um, this past year we had it at the Link in the Tour Club. Oh, nice. Just great night to get dressed up for a good cause. The money goes to the Red Cross House, which is the only one in the country. It's a recovery center for families who have been impacted by a disaster, most often a home fire. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a center where they can go and stay, stay together. Sometimes in shelters, people get split up, you know, males, females, children. So they have a room where they could all stay together as a family. They get three meals a day. They have access to professional social workers who will help them, you know, did you lose your driver's license in the fire? 
expire? Did you lose your social security card? All these things that we don't think about. Right. So we have professionals who help guide them kind of on that path to recovery, help them get into a new place, help them get basically their feet back on the ground so they can continue to move forward. So Red Ball is a great event that we have every single year. We also have uh, our another fundraiser, a golf event. If you're a golf player, it's one morning in May. Um, if so, head to redcross.org slash Eastern PA. You can see all of our events there. But that's just a great one to play 18, round, 18 holes of golf and also raise money for a good cause. And then we also have our Sound the Alarm events, which if you wanna you know, donate your time just for one morning, you don't know if you wanna commit to being a volunteer year round, mm -hmm. Sound the Alarm is great. It's a two week push that we do every single spring, end of April into the beginning of May. And we have events all over the region, Eastern Pennsylvania. And we basically go into neighborhoods, partner up with the fire department, other awesome community partners, knock on doors and install smoke alarms for free. Oh. Because, you know, seven people die every day from a home fire in this country. Mm -hmm. A smoke alarm that works redu reduces the risk of, de of dying, uh, cuts that in half. So you're really making, right. you know, these homes a safer place to live. And it's also, as I said, a great way to hands-on volunteer, which Monica can talk about. Yes, absolutely. And when you're talking about events, a lot of times I'll get calls or I'll receive calls from individuals that say, I want to volunteer, I want to give back, but I can't do so on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. I just don't have the time. One of these events is a great way to give back for one day. And it's just a one day event. We consider you like an event based volunteer and you can come out, serve for, you know, five hours, eight hours, whatever it may be. And, you know, build our relationship that way. Mm -hmm. And you're connected and you're feeling great. We talked about Volunteer Connection, which is an amazing app. Um, that's actually if anyone is interested in volunteering, you can download that app complete the application process right there. Mm -hmm. And it'll actually show you a listing of all of the opportunities that we have in your area. You just simply put in your zip code. And once you put in your zip code, it'll show you the different areas or lines of services that we have volunteer opportunities in. It will provide a complete description of it. And let's say you see that description and you just really don't know if it's for you. That's fine. You can go ahead and give us a call, contact us, go to redcross.org and, you know, get more information as well that way. So there's many different ways that we can do it. A lot um, of great information too on soundthealarm.org. Yes. Okay. It's part of our home fire campaign because obviously we respond to a lot of these home fires, but part of that home fire campaign is not just the response, but the prevention. We would love mm -hmm. if we didn't have to respond to them, right? If you right. know people didn't have their homes burned down, mm -hmm. they weren't impacted by these horrible disasters. So installing smoke alarms is a big part of that because, you know, say a fire happens in the middle of the night. You know, it's that loud chirping of your yep. smoke alarm that's yes. going to get you up and get you out of bed. Mm -hmm. And it does save lives. Mm -hmm. The, you know, since 2014, the American Red Cross has been, has national push to install smoke alarms in people's homes. And it's documented saved almost 600 lives across the country. So we just had an event uh, in Philadelphia um, on May 3rd, where we installed about 550 smoke alarms in homes in West Philly. And we have events like that all over Eastern PA during the spring. So Sound the Alarm is definitely a great way to get involved. If you're looking, you know, maybe to have a hands-on experience for a day, soundthealarm.org is also where you can donate. Just $15 can get you one smoke alarm for a family that we then install in their home free of charge to them. And it's because of those donations and the, those volunteers volunteer hours that people put in that were able to do give these services for free. 
Absolutely. And we had over 200 volunteers oh, at wow. our one event on May 3rd, which is huge. So we were able to accomplish so much more. And I know that it created more of a demand in the community, which is just as huge because the more homes that are made safer, the safer that community is going to be. Even just to get the conversation started, you know, mm -hmm. you have your smoke alarm, but do people have an escape plan in the event of a home fire? Do they have two ways to get out of their home? Are they testing their smoke alarms every single mm -hmm. month? And are they practicing that evacuation plan mm -hmm. with their whole family? So just having that fire safety conversation and having it back of mind absolutely makes these homes safer. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, and the one thing I, I remember reading, is, is it true that in Eastern PA, you're the only Red Cross um, location that has a summer camp as well? We are. So actually at the Red Cross house, which is the only location in like it's in its in the United States, we have that uh, it's called uh, camp Save camp a Life. Save a life. <laughs> I drew a blank there, yeah. Camp Save a Life. And it's the only one in the, in the nation where young people ages 10 to 14 are able to attend camp for one week. And during that one week, they actually receive training in first aid CPR. They are certified. They receive water safety training. They also work hand in hand with the fire department. So the fire department will allow them to see their rigs. They can, you know, work the fire hoses mm -hmm. and be a fire firefighter for a day. <laughs> you know, they receive communication skills, especially that's critical in times of an emergency or disaster. Um, a lot of young people don't know how to respond because you only know what you know, right? And they really don't have that experience. A great so, opportunity for so the youth. it's it's absolutely wonderful then for them so as we wrap up our final 30 seconds any type of information you'd like to share with our viewers if they want to get involved with the American Red Cross? Absolutely. Head to redcross.org. That is where you're going to find all your information. If you are interested in anything that we talked about today, you want to volunteer, you want to learn more about blood services, you know, you um, want to learn about a class, what classes we offer. If you're interested in taking a first aid class, pediatric first aid class, if you're going to be a parent or a grandparent, redcross.org is where you can go uh, to find links to navigate to all of our different lines of services. All our apps and then you can find the phone numbers for the Red Cross chapter nearest you. Well, yes. Sophie and Monica, I'd like to thank you both for being our guests here today on Community Connections. Thank you so thank much you for having so much us. for having us. So from all of us here at UMGA Television, I'm Chuck Curlin. Thanks for watching this edition of Community Connections. Mm -hmm.